Welcome to Small Town Discourse, and thank you so much for your support. Uh, we hope you enjoy this Patreon-exclusive content. We could not continue to produce the content that we do without your help, and it is just immensely appreciated, so I hope you enjoy this extra content. Hey, uh, so this is uh, sort of going to be interesting because John's joining us now. What's up? Uh, John thinks it's a little ridiculous that I say I reject economics, by which I mean I reject orthodox economics. I also reject classical economics and neoclassical economics. Um, I basically only embrace Marxist economics. John looks really. I just, upset. I just here. I don't. I think you can reject them ideologically. Sure, sure. I just don't think you can reject them as conceptual because if you can, what do you mean? If so you can make br- yeah. break down that sound so if you can accept uh-huh. that. Capitalism is, it's a part of historical materialism, sure, right? Sure, sure. It's a part of the history of man and material, right? Then you have to accept that the the ideal markets that Tom's always talking about, uh-huh. they do exist. No, they don't. No, 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 no. no. So, as in, like, in ideologically, theory, in theory. yeah, they exist. But, in, but, and, and but this, how is, but they this work. isn't precisely, this is precisely what idealism is, isn't it? The, it's always the hasn't done it either. No, I think, well, I, I think at the point that, at which we argue them politically. <laughs> wow. No, I was going to make that point, actually. Yeah, well, again, I'm already defending a communist though, state. Because it's true, though, that, that a lot of people do criticize Marxism for being idealistic. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. And I, I wanted to point that out when you were like, Tom, you're so idealistic. And I was going to be like, you're a Marxist. Yeah, but I defend existing socialist states. And so that's the difference, though. So, but but this is a separate question. That's true. Yeah. So Because I'm not pretending that it's not some ugly shit. I do appreciate that. Because there are a lot of people who I can use that criticism against if they're not yeah i'm not Cuba, playing that game you will defend yeah Cuba, yeah so i'm I not playing that game yeah no totally john okay <laughs> so my point is that i don't think you can if you agree that like here let's just say we're having this discussion as as feudal peasants right like at there's there is a point at which what the, is economics to you what is economics yeah this is probably the problem what is economics to you what do you hear when i say i reject classical uh, like a, su- a supply demand curve, you can't re- you can't deny the logic because the I mean like sense okay, here, so, hang on. so here so what is that? Uh, I, I, I really want to hear this. Okay, I think it's esoterically. I think it's it's the study of how material conditions are are made through interactions. So I mean sure. like so first in off, the I just pulled sense, that straight out of my. So ass. if that's what we're saying, yeah. is in the okay. abstract sense, I'm actually relatively comfortable saying yeah. that is a useful approach. And again, I do Marxian economics. Yeah. I, as a Marxist, I think economics is everything. You've read Capital, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think economics is everything. But so I think that the way that economics gets constructed in the academy, in classical economics, neoclassical economics, and not necessarily... It's ideology. Well, it's ideological. So you have this... Economics doesn't come out of nowhere. It's not a pure science, right? It emerges from <laughs> these particular historical moments. So, like the the wealth of no, nations. No, 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 no. So yeah, does yeah, all yeah. science. Yeah. Yes, yes, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree that all. I, yeah, but I, I don't think that makes it inherently ideological. No, so I'm not. I'm not. That, I'm not. That's not my whole critique. Okay, There's we'll continue. More to continue. it than this, Jesus, dude. <laughs> By the way, I wasn't the the chorus of disagreements. That was I me was. and two other people. Sure, sure, sure. I, my critique isn't just it's imminent. Right, because I think everything's fucking imminent. Uh, so that's not a <laughs> criticism in and of itself. But I think classical economics and um, a lot of the branching off of it asserts a view of human nature uh, that I'm distinctly uncomfortable. But with. I think I think there is an absolute assertion of human nature that is one needs to consume to survive. Yeah. Okay. So one, and then there's so, even well, a philosophical one well, in so, that so one hang needs on, hang to on. We act can, upon. So we can have that discussion. One needs to consume to survive. To and I don't disagree with that in the strict sense. So again, like as, starting from a Hegelian starting point, like yeah. what human life is is the objectification of the world around us for its yeah. own reproduction, right? So I'm not denying that process. Okay. 
Henry, fuck off. <laughs> I just farted. You didn't even hear that shit. You don't know what I'm even laughing about. You know what? You, you just want to be attacked, Allie. <laughs> okay, so I don't disagree with that. And this is where, like, Tom and I have had this discussion before. It's like my fundamental view of human nature, i.e. humans do kind of have to take in the world around them and do something to it in order to survive. I don't disagree with. That's just an obvious material reality about yeah. what it means to be an embodied living being. Um but I don't think that classical economics starts there. Uh, so Carl Pagliani, um, okay. who's the guy I was trying to think of, who is uh, sort of, I believe he's a, v- what is someone from Vienna? Viennese? Uh, <laughs> so Austrian, but. The, the Austrian school of economics. Well, no, but he's not, so he's not an economist. Okay. Uh, he's an anthropologist. Uh, but Gross. he do- <laughs> he does like. So someone who doesn't have a say on God, economics. Just continue, 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 continue. But see, it's exactly the thing is that we pretend economics is this precise shit. science, which is beyond critique because it's an objective metric of reality, and that's fucking bullshit. I don't. I don't think we pretend it's beyond critique. I mean, well, I mean, that's exactly there's reason why there's schools of economics. Well, sure, but I mean, that's exactly what's implicit in Henry's joke Although, there, on, but, which on. is the thing that people say when an anthropologist tries to write a critique of economics. I'm, I'm surprised though, John, that I'm you're. Saying that people I'm surprised that you're surprised that Ali rejects economics. Yeah. It's not true that Marxism economics or Marxist economics is basically a criticism of every other school Absolutely. of economics. Like, yeah. this, this kind we of have a fundamental difference in value theory. I think, uh, yeah, I, yeah, so the fact that you're using words like value theory, I, sure, I think sure. I just think it's absurd for you to say I reject economics I reject because classical you would, economics. Uh, yeah, okay, so that's, so I think that's what I'm looking for. You reject the, the, uh, the other schools. The of proof of 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 the production of capital, you, you you reject that proof that that is what is ideal for Wait, how markets proof. function. So I, I you're just using words that aren't how I think about this. I think so. <laughs> okay, okay like, well, John, I think it's because I'm an economics well, minor. John, John, John's saying you're not saying that you don't believe in economics. So it's not that you I don't believe that there are ways to look at and think somewhat in an abstracted manner about yeah. exchange, production, all of these things. Yeah. Um, that's not what I'm saying. But that I'm, is economics. It's not even that abstract, though. Well, well varying degrees, right? Sure. But, but so, degrees. is that economics or not? I mean, yeah. there's this whole debate that has to be had about what economics is. But my point is this. I don't think... So, economics today <laughs> is a much more advanced field than it was at a lot of its origins. Yeah. And I'm not denying that, but I think that there are ideological imports. And again, that's why we need things like genealogies yeah. um, in order to <laughs> understand. And so, this is what I'm trying to get to if I can get to my boy yeah. Carl, not Carl Marx, the other Carl. Okay. Uh, Which Paul, Carl? Paul Wait, I don't understand. Uh, genealogies, how is that relevant? So, the, when I say genealogy, it's not what you think. It's not family tree. Is this like a Nietzschean oh, oh. genealogy? Yeah, the okay. Nietzschean or the Foucauldian genealogy of now that we have this discourse and this scientific concept, like what are all the metaphysical imports that occur? Isn't in the its philosophical formation? side of the Marxist historical materialism close to a genealogy or no? Uh, sure, I think it is. Um, well, because it's a history that, that of we man. would call that ideology critique, right? So okay. I think ideology critique and genealogy are getting at similar things. Um, what Pollyani does is closer to genealogy, though. Um, and so sort of his work is trying to thematize this idea of homo economicus. Okay. Um, you want to well, hash on that, yeah. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, so his, his concern is that if you look at Smith, if you look at Ricardo, if you look at a few of these other classical theorists, um, yeah. and he thinks even some of Marx, actually, um, okay. and I, I think this is somewhat fair, uh, th- there's this subtle assertion of a specific type of human nature about rational atomistic individuals such that humans are fundamentally economic actors but what we mean by economic actors is economic actors prone to certain types of economic action i.e capitalist economic so so like the idea like when uh, especially like anarcho-capitalists throw around it's like oh 
the reason why it works is because everyone acts in their best yeah. nature. Yeah. And, like, I would agree that that's kind of absurd because, I mean, like, I think people get Well, it's and not people... necessarily absurd. I just think it's ideological. It, that's not – that that is uh, – I'm trying to think how to put this not in stupidly philosophical terms. You can go for it. Well, so I think it's ideological. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if we're going with the philosophical yeah. um, issue here, yeah, I think it's an uh, – so, uh, for example, uh, Judith Butler has this critique of the idea of common sense yeah. that I think matters a lot. And I think this is, like, you hear a lot of sort of uh, ANCAP say, well, this is just common sense. You hear a lot of even just, like, liberals say this is common sense. And I think that appeal is always precisely an appeal to ideology. It's always a precisely an appeal to this whole set of ideas that the status quo okay, well, takes for granted. Hold on, hold on. No, 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 so, I, I think that when, when somebody does, like, an appeal to common sense, it's usually just, like, a what, what they're trying to say is, it's common ground where we both like if i say like this is common sense what i'm saying is you agree this is our starting point because otherwise it's always going to go to like this very very like hegelian thing of like yeah very i think you ought to go there you can't start there if, if john and i both agree yeah um of a starting point of like self-autonomy or something like that mm-hmm. then like why not just start there like so when i say like oh this is because you might both you might both be, like might both be wrong though exactly yeah. you might both be wrong and this is the thing so wait, wait, here my yeah. thing about the judith butler argument is sure. like so is this like for her grief work um, I'm trying to so because I feel like it's actually really funny. So Butler uh, comes to this critique as a response to people criticizing her writing style okay. for not being common sense. Enough. Oh yeah, actually. Um, so it's part of this whole Judith Butler writing. Like, there's a reason why she's, she's rejecting common sense. Yes. Okay. It's that like so like her. I've read like three paragraphs because I can't get through it. Um, you should try. It, it, I mean, I've read more than that. Um, but it's just like so dense and it doesn't make any sense. Um, it but makes you have to sense. try really hard. It's technical. It's yeah, it's techy, and I think it's that in the same way that if you picked up a math textbook for advanced like graph theory, textbook. you well, sure. I mean, they're it's speaking these shit. languages that are developed in these specific contexts, and Butler's <laughs> just doing the same. Wait, hold on, yeah. hold on. Moving back to the whole economic thing, though, Ali. Yeah, sure. If you went into like an econ one hundred and one class, mm-hmm. two hundred one, two hundred one. Well, we have. We also have. We don't have one hundred one. We don't have no, any one hundred level. No, one hundred level economics. Yeah, there is, dude. What are you talking about? For economics, there's econ one hundred level classes. I don't think Econ 102 is a class. I really no. It's 201 and 202. Those no, are the I've, first. I mean, two. I've taken those two, but I uh, I know. <laughs> we'll that talk about this later. 102. It's not a prereq to those. Sure, so it doesn't mean, matter. Class, Give me the hypothetical. Anyway, question yeah, it doesn't matter. But like, sure. Is, okay, oh, so if I you wish go in, we had Ed here. What do you disagree major. with there? I mean, what do you huh? just, what do you when you go in there? What do you just? Uh, I think Ed would agree with me. We, I mean, do you disagree? No, actually, Ed hates Econ. I've talked with him about it a fair amount. Um, go ahead. I mean, but, but like, what what of that very, very, very basic starting point? Like, you don't disagree with anything the professor's saying about supply and demand and consumption and uh, e- everything else. Uh, so, supply and demand, all of those. Because things. I do want to say, like, a mo- like I took Econ two hundred one, yeah, and two hundred two, and the entire time I'm just like, this is kind of common sense. But see, exactly. That's exactly see, I know. what I, I'm, I'm critical of. Sure. That appeal to this is just common sense is a way of saying this is just natural, i.e. I don't have to actually justify it because I can make it a purely ideological. But so this is my problem with economics. Yeah. Is because economics as it posits itself as a science, and this is my problem with most science, yeah. um, to be fair. Uh, but this economics as it posits itself as a science always asserts a priori this sort of common this sense. This infallible. Yeah, which is actually highly, highly ideologically charged and also highly historically contentious. Okay. Right? So, so this is my discomfort So where does that economics. start at economics? Uh, so I think it starts with an enlightenment import in early capitalist economic thought, again, like Smith and these people, on, I, of this specific view of atomistic human nature. And of course that develops... So what is that of, human nature? Hmm? Uh, a human nature that, that is primarily self-serving, okay. primarily focuses on the individual 
as the fundamental social unit and each individual seeking their own individual reproduction, which again, coming from a Hegelian perspective, I'm already like, oh. So actually here. But you can't reject, I mean, okay, like like when, when you go into an econ class and the econ professor is like, Humans must consume to survive. Sure, I it's don't like, think that quite. But the next claim, it's the claim after that one, uh, what, where what shit claim? starts getting messy. Go ahead, which so, claim? or do you mean any of them? Well, uh, most of them. So I think that the claim humans have to consume to survive is just a really simple material thing um, about the human body. I'm fine with so that. It's so it's common sense. So is it how? No, I, it's not common sense because we have to observe it. I I I, see, I, to... I think that almost every claim in Econ two hundred one is observable. Well, well, sure, potentially, but here's I, it's really important that just because I think that's easy to prove doesn't make it common sense. Yeah. common sense is a cop out. It's ideology. It's lazy. It's a refusal to actually substantiate what we say because it's saying we have a common <laughs> shared ground we can just go to. It's that's efficient. bullshit. It's efficient. As Mark says, we need a ruthless critique of all that exists, including that. But we which can't we do take that with granted. all the freshmen in Econ two hundred one. I absolutely. Like... I actually think you can. One of the most critical class economic. I ever took was a one uh, I think uh, international studies 170 capitalism and globalization where we were reading 80 page articles on financial capital and like in-depth like, stuff about securities and bond trading okay like, I think you can do it okay so one thing that I actually will kind of cater to your point here sure. was that thing I was telling you about the other day and sure. Henry and I were talking about how there are few instances in in terms of developmental mm -hmm. economics in which when certain products oh, yeah. in certain areas um, when the demand rises for that product, you'd usually assume, therefore, uh, there there was a, a drop in supply, right? Because that's how supply and demand works. Is a spike in demand means there usually was a scarcity of supply, right? So there are certain villages in like in certain developmental areas where stop touching the TV. Sorry, what are you doing? Uh, yeah. Well, I was, don't touch it. <laughs> where that's not ours. when when like certain products when the supply is really high, there is actually an increased demand as opposed to what you would assume a decrease in demand. And that's, and that's because there are cultural ties to these yeah. material objects in which I would agree that yeah. there is this certain fundamental thing that we have to get to. Yeah. But when well, you, but so here's the wait, thing. John, I, like give me an example of those products. Um, I'm just wondering. It, they're very, very, very specific. Um, and I think one of them, there's something in Vietnam. I think it's like a certain it's like a religious something. No, it's like I, rice. It's like, it's like a certain type of rice. Um, wait, wait, hold on. But when there's more rice, so see, see how this is like this, fucking this you weird up in the head. Cultural phenomenon. See, because see, they operate in such a different cultural context, and this is exactly yeah, yeah, this, is, this a is where I would agree. Issue. Yeah. It's an imminence issue. Yeah. And so my problem here is fundamentally the way that economics as a discourse of science Assumes, presents itself as a universality. Yeah, and I think that like. I would agree with your point. And in again, that, like, I don't limit this to science, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, to yeah. economics. I'm critical of most sciences' claims yeah. to universality. But the sheer the fact that, I don't like, think that, I don't think there is a claim to universality. In fact, I was annoyed by the, <laughs> the disclaimer before every single econ class I've ever taken, where they're like, "I mean, this is just a theory where it can't always be applied to every single like real life situation." Mm -hmm. Like, it seems like they're at, they are ad nauseum like rejecting universality. Yeah. Okay. So, but this is a good thing, and and I think you would agree. With yeah. Thing, but anyway, and and like just another thing to to talk about your point. Like you're just like baffled. Like I need to know these products. I yeah, need that is ex is evidence incredibly indicative of like of this is it, it's it's crossing paths with your common with sense. your common sense exactly, which yeah. indicates that that common sense isn't a value neutral statement about but reality. But it's I don't a culturally and socially contingent mode of operating. Yeah, but I still think you can do economics and not fall victim to that common Potentially. Sense. Potentially. Because I still I think that we can have this discussion of material exchange, and I still think that we can arrive at, at like, a supply and demand curve. Because I do think that at one point we're going to uncover something about common sense that 
I, I mean, this is where you and I disagree, mm-hmm. <laughs> is that I do believe a certain transcendent aspect of humanity and you don't. Um, and I do think that there is a maximization there. And I think that's just where we just stopped this conversation. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's called a Giffen good. Yeah, Giffen good. Yes, that's the word. Oh, my God. Wait, what is that? It's a Giffen good. A that's Giffen the thing. good. What is it? That's the, I know you just said it. But that's the, the where the demand increases the is supply. A pr- is oh, a product oh, that people oh. consume more of as the price rises and vice versa, but see, this violating is an, this is an the basic term, law of demand in microeconomics? What? Right, but, but see, but they've implemented. I mean, there's exceptions in grammar too. Like you know what I mean? But like if it's it, like I'm sure that no, that's there's there's no science behind it because no one knows why it happens. Yeah, it's an yeah, economic it's phenomenon. Like there's but you learn about it in an econ class. That's what I'm saying. Is they're not like ignoring it? They're not not including it. so like actually part of that subject is part of the language. But it can't be scientifically like identified. The, the, con- the context of that discussion is when we're talking about like providing aid to countries mm-hmm. in which there's literally I, I think this is actually really evident of like where economics isn't necessarily a starting place in that like when we say oh the best way to help a developing nation is by providing aid versus letting markets grow right it depends on the place. It depends on what is more or less the Wait, common well, sense. I've, I've never heard an economist make that claim universally. Um, what do you mean? No, I've never heard an economist say in every country, in every instance, I- rendering aid is better than laying markets. There are grow. two books I read for this class. I forgot the names of the authors, but there's one dude who staunchly believes that just don't even touch these countries. And there's this other guy, and I loved his book. Um, but are, are they not <laughs> just making arguments? I mean, I mean, n- n- no, they're, they're, they're doing say that thorough no analysis. There, there are people who go to these villages and interview these folks about their consumption spend habits and how their GDP interacts with these things. Right, but I'm saying neither of these people are arguing that it, it can be applied universally to every single. I mean, but like, but, so but like that's what thing. science. I mean, like, that's what you, you know, do every day with anarcho-capitalism. And that's no, what, no, no, but, but that's you, precisely I, what the common sense claim is, though. <laughs> common sense is a universality claim. It's a claim about a fundamental shared universal that doesn't have to be interrogated. And this is why I say I'm saying that ec- reject econo- common sense notions. At Economics all, at every doesn't time. make these arguments though, of that. It can you just all said be that everything applied. in these classes is common sense, though. You're making the. I'm saying okay in 201 and 202. I mean, you're not talking about a given good. I would say even then. That calling that common sense is a problem. Yeah. But see, but, okay, but it just doesn't make sense because, like, in two hundred one, they literally teach you like th- there are multiple schools of economics, there are multiple thoughts. Sure, these yeah. are them. It's like you can't like disagree that like these exist and like these are the arguments that these schools are making. You know what I mean? Like, it's not th- like I've never been taught like this is the school of thought that has to like I would. Put I mean, the reason the school of thought clearly, yeah, like obviously, yeah, um, which is also a minority. Which is also we massive, are both yeah, in sure. very tiny sure. economic schools. Yeah, that's true. But like, I, important it's just Keynes. <laughs> like for me, it just seems like econ is taught like math, where it's like you just kind of can't. There's not a lot that you can like really like. Look, this criticism of math. There's a lot of people. Who I think, think that, like the fundamentals of mathematics are like different, but like that yeah, exists in econ. That. I don't think econ is taught like math. Yeah, I think that's just because you've taken two hundred one and two hundred two. And when it is taught like math, that's a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like that's where I think that's like, exactly the issue. Yeah, and I think yeah, that's exactly. Our, I think that's where yeah. we all have standing ground. Is yeah. that it shouldn't be math because it's. It's the it's reason contingent. why, yeah, and the reason why we don't just have one exclusive economic system is because we we don't have a commonality on what is the ideal economic outcome. I'm not outcome so uh, I, system. I think we should stop. I think we're good. Okay. Well, just just, just real quick, like I was gonna say, I was gonna say that uh, an interesting thing I just read is that a, one, two examples of Giffen goods are French wines huh. and celebrity-endorsed perfumes. <laughs> yep. That's funny. Real quick, though, I, I will just say, so, like, here's my thing. Huh. Like, 
my, my critique of economics is sort of this critique of science, this critique of ideology. I'm not opposed to this abstract concept of trying to do material investigations of production and exchange. Yeah. Like, in as much as just as abstract as we can think about economics, if it's that, that's not my problem. My problem yeah, nobody, is nobody this, thinks, nobody this thinks uninterrogated ideological yeah. common sense claim that you hear deployed very frequently. Just this debates. is, so it must be. Kind yeah, of, yeah, which presumes a lot about what humans yeah, are. It like, presumes a lot about innateness yeah. that is dehistoricized, depoliticized, and actually just serves the status quo. Yeah, and, and just to close it out, I mean, like, I think I would agree, and I think that's just what, like, you get when you're in an economics class, and I think it's cool that you interrogated that. Yeah, cool. Everyone I at the University should... of Oregon should take um, international <laughs> studies 170. Uh, 170. It might have been 270. She'll I don't really remember. Econ uh, capitalism and globalization. It's probably the coolest course I took Who in undergrad. I don't remember his name. It's really what it, did it's do, a fucking Ron, Ronald course. Mitchell. No, I don't think so. Right, never mind. I don't remember his name. Great course, probably the best course I took in undergrad out of like a lot of really dope courses. So uh, yeah, do I that. suggest you take uh, politics and film, which is poli sci three hundred and fifty. Only take it. If I took that. Jay Steinmetz is teaching it. Steinmetz don't, is the best. Don't teach it. On, don't take it online and take it. It's a three hour class once a week, but it is just dude. He's dope. Uh, it's a. F- Fucking wonderful! It's a wonderful, wonderful. That thing. was the only class I went to. Every single class. Also, email us. Email us if you think we should do like a pop culture episode because I think that might be fun. Like discussing like uh, we should go through IMDb's top ten list and like discuss. Dude, those Jay movies. Steinmetz is awesome. He was. He's probably my favorite.